Welcome to Home of the Brave. I'm Scott Carrier. I may be wrong, but it seems everyone now accepts as fact that America is no longer a democracy. Now we have an oligarchy or a plutocracy where relatively few really rich people control our government. There was a study out of Princeton University a couple of years ago that came to this conclusion, and it's been Bernie Sanders' main argument, and I haven't heard anyone say it isn't true, because we know it's true, and strangely enough, many Americans like it this way. For instance, Hillary Clinton is from the oligarchy, she is of the oligarchy, and yet more people, the Democratic majority, chose her over Bernie Sanders. I went to California last week before the presidential primary to talk to people who support Hillary Clinton because I wanted to know why. How does it work when you have a choice that you choose Clinton over Sanders? Also, I wanted to go to a Clinton rally and I ended up seeing her speak in Fresno. My first stop was Lake Tahoe, the California side, because basically I was driving around talking to people at random and Tahoe seemed like a good place to start. Up high, surrounded by snow-covered mountains, the pine trees coming all the way down to sandy beaches. There was a woman at one of the public beaches, a wildlife biologist checking boats for invasive species, Jackie S. Granfield. She has experience. I mean, you know, if you look at it like she's applying for a job with all the, the American public, well, she's got a hell of a resume. <laughs> I mean, better than anybody I've ever seen in my lifetime. I kind of wish she'd lose that, those tent jacket things that she wears. <laughs> she looks great. Um, I'm not, I am not keen on her thing with corporations and campaign finance and stuff. That bothers me. The things people distrust her for... And maybe I think in small part it's because I'm a woman and I understand <laughs> how she thinks, uh-huh. you know. And Like what do you mean? The email thing. The email thing. Uh-huh. I used to work for the state government here and, you know, and worked with federal agencies uh-huh. and stuff. And it's like, oh, come on, give me a break. I would have done the same thing for convenience sake and... Because trust me, that woman's got to have a million emails every every day. And I'm like, it's no big deal to me. Um, and what Bill does, if, she, if they have a relationship where she is a forgiving wife and they work through their stuff, they seem cool now, um, I'm all for that. I think that's intelligent. That's... Uh, uh, and on top of that, I absolutely despise Donald Trump. Right. <laughs> he is a very scary, dangerous, malignant narcissist. And yet, he's the Republican nominee for president. And so many people like him. I mean, I'll be honest with you, up until this election cycle... I, I'm an old hippie and all, you know, and traveled a lot and all this stuff. And um, up until this election cycle, I was living under the false assumption that the majority of people were like me, you know, laid back, live and let live, you know, 
all of this. Help your neighbor if you can. Um, like that. And I am a little bit shocked to find out how many hateful, mean, ignorant people live in this country. It scares me. It really does. So I would think with your background, you said you were an old hippie. How come you don't like... How come you don't want to vote for Bernie Sanders? I like Bernie a hell of a lot. I will say that. I love Bernie. He is absolutely my kind of guy, but he does not. I think he, VP, he is great on domestic policy. I just love it. And But he does not, again, he does not have the experience that Hillary has. Nobody does. Nobody in either party has the experience that Hillary does. Well, to me, her experiences makes me, is what makes me want to not vote for her, is the things that she's done. No, it's what makes me feel safe. Really? I, I, I never said, I never even thought that before. It's what makes me feel safe. I do love Bernie, and you know, in a perfect world, there's a good chance I might be voting for him instead, you know. But Hillary, what is it that makes you feel safe that's interesting? She is a strong, tough woman. She is a woman that most of us are proud of. And uh, she can take the heat. Lord knows she's been taking it most of her life. Um, and again, my only trepidations with her is her connection to corporate America and things like that. Um, well, well, because what, I don't trust those suckers as far as you can throw them. <laughs> Thank right, you. and yet she took money from them. I know. She's See, that's what I'm saying. Them. That's that's the one little glitch on the radar for me, for Hillary, because it's like here we have communities and used to be pretty nice ones till the developers showed up. This is not a democracy in the Tahoe Basin. In fact, it's a place full of Trump wannabes. Literally, no, it's a plutocracy. The rich are the entitled class. And they go in, and first they sneak in, like they're regular folks. Oh, I'm looking to buy a home, or, you know. But they just creep on in, and we, the people who live here, the people who built these communities, who lived here through, you couldn't get out of your house for four days because of snow. And when you did, the grocery store didn't have any groceries, you know. In the winter. In the winter. We built these damn communities and these rich, entitled hoo-haws feel like they can just come in and help themselves do it. They don't adhere to the rules that the, that the two main agencies that run this place set out for development and building codes and it, they just they just add an extra few hundred grand to the budget for the building to pay the fines and then they do whatever the hell they want <laughs> this place is messed up i mean stone cold plutocracy you know you're an old hippie and your views sound very much like sort of like bernie sanders so oh, bernie but, and i are more alike than me and hillary uh, i could tell you, you said that hillary makes you feel safe Safer. Yeah, hills can hit can hit the ground running, you know, and uh, you know like that. The others, there's a learning curve. 
you know, and the way the world is so damn crazy right now, I'd like to have a little seamless transition there from an experienced president to another experienced president. Because it's so crazy right now. Yeah, don't you think so? <laughs> yeah, but I'm worried that more of the same, because it's just been getting worse and worse and worse, and it's going to continue to get worse and worse and worse. It absolutely is. And so if that's the point, we're like we're just kind of trying to have a good decade or so before the shit hits the fan, that's no good. Yeah, that's where it's headed. Before, before we all kill each other off. I mean, as a biologist, humans are becoming extinct slowly which is not a bad thing because we're the most destructive invasive animal on the planet and that's how biology deals with stuff like that hi pop how you doing hi got to do this for a jackie had to go back to work checking boats for invasive species and i drove on down to the bay area sonoma palo alto where I talked to more Clinton supporters. And a lot of them, in fact, most of them, also said they admire and agree with Bernie Sanders, but they were going to vote for Clinton because of her experience within the system. This is no time to be rocking the boat. This is Catherine Milton from Sacramento, but I met her in Napa. And so you were just walking by and I asked you if you support Hillary, and you said, yeah, you do. You feel strongly about it, or...? Yes, I feel strongly about it. Yeah. What do you like about Hillary? I think that she is the candidate who has her finger closest to the, on the pulse of all of the dynamics in global politics. And she's not giving people um, pie-in-the-sky uh, vag- vagaries. She knows the players. She has a, an idea of how she wants to move forward. And I respect that, and I respect her connections, too. What about the possibility that her connections basically are with the wrong people, are with millionaires, the rich, the 1%? Does that bother you? It does not, because she needs those people as well as she needs the people who are um, of the 99%. She needs the entirety of it. So what are your feelings about Bernie Sanders? I like Bernie a lot. I think the world of Bernie, I, I consider myself um, a socialist democrat. But you still want to vote for Hillary? How Absolutely. Come? Because I just think she is in a better position with the sensitivities of global politics in a way that Bernie is not. Um, I think that it is that Bernie's time could come soon, but I don't think it's his time right now. And this is Catherine Culligan from Sonoma. Okay, well, I am absolutely 100% behind Hillary. I think she is the best qualified. I like what she has done with her life. I like how she performed as Secretary of State. I, I do not buy this crooked Hillary, and I don't trust Hillary. I think she's trustworthy. I think she's, I just, I just think she would make a terrific president. And not just because she's a woman, although I think it's just high time that we did have a woman president. She is so qualified compared to, especially Donald Trump. I mean, it's just beyond me how anybody could seriously support that man. What do we want to start? I mean, I don't don't understand it. I I don't get it. I think most of what we have is good. There's plenty we can do. I absolutely 
agree. I'm really happy that Bernie Saunders got into this race because he has made us think about things that maybe more liberal people have been thinking about, but the country as a whole has not. And so I think he's done a tremendous thing. Now I think he should throw his support behind Hillary because I don't think he could beat Donald Trump. But actually the polls say that he has a better chance of beating Trump than Clinton does. Have you read those? I, I've heard those polls and I, then I've heard others. I don't... I don't know. Maybe I just don't want to believe it. I can't believe it. I, she's so qualified. Hillary Clinton was scheduled to speak in Fresno on Saturday, three days before the primary on Tuesday, June 7th. Fresno, with half a million people, sits in the middle of the San Joaquin Valley, one of the most productive agricultural areas in the world. They grow grapes, cotton, walnuts, oranges, garlic, tomatoes, alfalfa, they can grow anything. But when I got there at 1 p.m., it was 106 degrees and dry as a desert. The speech was going to happen inside the Thomas Edison High School gymnasium at 7.30. Outside, there were about 40 people in line, waiting in the hot sun for the doors to open at 5.30. It seemed kind of brutal. I asked the woman first in line, Dolores Torres, who'd been there since 11, why she was so committed. And she said she was going to do everything she can to support Hillary Clinton because she's afraid of what will happen if Donald Trump wins. He's scary. I'm very scared. I'm very scared. If he wins, we're going to be in bad shape. I believe that the races are going to be at each other. I think there's going to be like a war in Europe and a war here in the United States. Really? Between the Mexicans and the whites, yes. What? Really? Yes. But maybe that was just the heat talking. It's fairly trippy to see Hillary Clinton speak up close in a high school basketball gymnasium. Here is the woman who will be president, who came from nothing and probably went to a high school like this, but then left it so far behind to become one of the most powerful people in the whole world. And now she's back and she looks good, better than on TV. It is great. Great being here at the home of the Tigers. She's calm and confident, talking to 1,500 people, the salt of the earth. And here's what I want you to know, because I've given lots of thought to this, and I want to tell you a story. I was asked to be part of the small group evaluating the intelligence about whether or not The president should order some kind of action against a big compound in a city in Pakistan that was a military garrison town. That meant that their equivalent of the West Point Academy was there, and there were a lot of military, active duty, retired, who lived there. And we began to evaluate that intelligence, and I took it very personally because, as I said, I was a senator from New York on 9-11. I was there in New York 24 hours after we were attacked. And I spent much of my time in the Senate trying to rebuild that city and help the people who lost loved ones to recover, to deal with their lives being shattered. So I had said from the very beginning, 
One of my goals in the Senate and one of my goals as Secretary of State was to be sure we brought bin Laden to justice. But it's not, it's not enough to say it. It's not enough to want it. You have to analyze it. You have to think about it. And that's what we did. We went over and over, hour after hour, with our military experts, our intelligence experts. And then finally, we got to the day where the president was at the head of the table, and this small group of advisors were asked, each one of us, to go around and to tell the president what he or she thought should be done. And these are all people I respect, people of experience and honor. Some said, you know, the intelligence is not strong enough. We shouldn't act. Others said, well, it's strong, but let's, let's send a missile in. and We don't want to risk our special forces going in that deep into Pakistani territory. Third group said, it's the best intelligence we've had in years, and we have to send in special forces because otherwise we will never know if we got him. I was in that third group. That is what I advised. But here's what I want you to think about. At the end of that, going around the table, the president said, well, <clears throat> I'm going to take all this information, and I have to go really think about this. That's what you want a president to do. You want a president to really study, think hard, take on board what has been said, and then make a decision. And. So after thinking about it, that is exactly what the president, that is exactly what the president decided. But here's the other part I want you to know. This, some of you probably saw the movie, maybe you read a book or article about the raid. But this wasn't mentioned in every one of the reporting. One of the helicopters that was coming in to land in the compound clipped its tail and was disabled. That meant that the SEALs, after storming into the compound, fighting their way past bin Laden's bodyguards and his adult son, and then finding him, they had to blow up the helicopter because we could not afford to leave that helicopter for others to take apart and analyze, right? So here's what I want you to know. Remember I said Trump said, you know, he'd order the military to commit international war crimes, to kill family members of suspected terrorists. Here's what our Navy SEALs did. They took all those women and children out of that building to safety before they blew up the helicopter. Clinton had told this story before, and she will most likely tell it again many times because it's a story about how the world is a very scary place and too complex for ordinary people to understand. But luckily we have the wisest, most experienced leaders and noble soldiers who only kill the bad guys. It's the kind of story people in the oligarchy tell the masses, the little people, in order to justify their position of power. It's a type of fear-mongering by mythologizing the terrorist threat, but apparently brings in the votes. Hillary Clinton beat Bernie Sanders by delegates, by votes, by everything. She won. And I think she won because people are afraid. 
afraid of the world and enemies we can't see, and they trust that Hillary will have their backs. We've democratically chosen an oligarchic candidate for president, two oligarchic candidates for president. So be it. Let's go on from here. Let's try not to freak out because fear is the real enemy. Fear is the reason we consent to the authority of a few. We give them their power by being afraid. I don't know. Right now I'm thinking the home of the brave has stone walls and a dirt floor and it smells like sagebrush after a thunderstorm. It's a good place to sit and think about where to go from here. Thanks for listening. I'd like to thank Alex Chadwick for helping me interview people and Jake Warga for putting me up in Palo Alto. Next time.